Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and today I have with us Marcy Ross. She is a cardiac cath lab nurse, also with a background in ICU nursing and med surge. Was it med surge? It was a step down. Step down. Uh, yeah. We are going to talk uh, nursing school stories, uh, but before we get started, I just want to ask, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm actually doing Okay. I've been on a little bit of a leave for most of the, you know, current situation, and I'm starting my first day back tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. Hold on to your hats. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've been kind of helping out doing street medic stuff out in the protests and making masks and just kind of like doing random things that I can while I'm off. So You're doing the good work. That is so <laughs> awesome that you were a medic to, to during the protests. Um, congratulations. I'm, I'm yeah. super impressed. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird world being in street medics and everyone uses code names and you're like, so are you like, <laughs> what's the medical situation here? And they're like, oh yeah, I, I trained in basic first aid. And you're like, cool, okay. Got it. Got it. You're in charge of our group here. Cool. We'll go. We'll go for it. So it's a little, it's a little weird. That is a little weird. Mm -hmm. What do they have? Can you give an example of a code that they would say? So a lot of them are former military too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they'll start using military codes and I'm like, what does that mean? Or (laughs) people have like, they actually like they go by a pseudonym on all of the chats and when you're talking to them, cause they're like, yeah, we don't really want to be super public. Cause there's this general, like maybe, maybe healthy, maybe unhealthy paranoia about um, police. And if somebody invaded our chats from who knows where they might track people down. So I'm kind of like, all right, well I'll go by a random nickname. Sounds good. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what was your, what was your pseudonym? Did you have uh, one? Yeah, marzipan. Marzipan! All right. <laughs> yeah, I think actually um, someone in nursing school, she was a roommate of a friend, and every time I went over, she would come up with like a new nickname for me. And so I have all these really random, like, I think one was like Marcinator, Marzipan. There's just 
a bunch of them that I'm like, oh, how are you coming up with these every time I come over? So <laughs> maybe she yeah. didn't have much to do. But marzipan. <laughs> so when you think about nursing school, like what comes to mind? I know what I think about when I think about nursing school. <laughs> I think about being in Spokane and sort of like, because I didn't know many people in Spokane when I went there. I maybe knew one person. It was like, okay, you go off to this little island to nursing school. You don't know anyone and you just study. And like the people you get to know and who are really close to you are other nursing students. And they are all just about as crazy as you kind of thing. So that's sort of like nursing school in a bubble is how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't, I think about really bad scrubs, uniforms, oh, terrible shoes. Yes. Staying up too late. Um, and nursing care plans. Oh my gosh. Nursing care plans. Gosh. That's, yeah. So I am a tall, skinny person. And there was like two types of scrub bottoms you could have. And both of them were awful. Oh, uh, just so bad. Like the, the scratchy cotton type. I tried to find, so I went to Wazoo. So it was like a maroon color scrub. And I tried to find a matching scrub pant that I could buy somewhere else, anywhere else that was like long enough or looked not awful. And it's not possible. It's impossible to match. So, now they have like really nice scrubs, but when I went there, it was, yeah, awful. Cotton. Did you just, did you have to just high water it all the time? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's when I started wearing like really fun, interesting socks because that's all you could do is just be like, Oh yeah, my socks are really cool. You can see all the way up to like my, you know, mid calves. with these things. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Even now, like the hospital scrubs, just the blue that I get in cath lab are not that bad. Like at least they're, you know, comfortable, but yeah, they don't have flared pant legs. Yeah. I could go on about the scrubs for a very long time, but you know, yes. they were not good. At least though, I didn't buy nursing shoes because they, you know, starting nursing school, they had like a list of things you should get. And I was waiting for my direct deposit from like student loans to come in before I bought anything. Cause it's mm-hmm. all expensive. And that came in like after the first week of school, which is not super helpful, but at least saved me from buying like the really ugly white nursing shoes that are always at those nursing stores. And you're like, Oh, I guess they're comfortable, but they're hideous. So I didn't buy those because I didn't have money yet. And a lot of people did. And they're like, Okay, I regret this. This is the worst. White shoes and nursing is just... They're not going to stay white long. No. No, no you're going to get blood, urine, poop. Everything. Everything yeah. on yeah. them. But yeah. my, mine were so awful, too. They're just... I actually had, had to buy... I don't know. I bought some just ugly... Ugly, so fucking ugly shit. These ugly shoes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I also bought like a blood pressure cuff when my mom was there helping me like, you know, unpack and get ready for like the first few days. I've used it twice and not related to school at all. Yeah. Like I think my dad, you know, he does like his blood pressure every day and 
came over and was like, oh, I forgot my automatic cuff. And I was like, oh, I've got one of those. So go grab it, you know. But, you know, it's just part of the collection of nursing supplies I have in my house. Just, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. With, you know, saline syringes and alcohol swabs and all that. That just comes home with me. Yeah, right. How was, uh, how are the clinicals for you? Do you have any stories from school where you're, yeah. So clinicals, so how Wazoo did it is their first semester was like gero, gerontology. Mm-hmm. And we were all in either like rehab centers or like nursing homes. And I classify that first semester as learning how to talk to people, you know, as a nurse. Um, Cause a lot of people were in nursing homes with just, you know, regular people just living in the homes. Um, I was in a rehab center and it was kind of just like, I liked it cause I was like, well, it's part medical. And like, there's a lady who had, um, she had a heart valve cause she'd like rheumatic fever when she was young. And so mm-hmm. learn about all that. And she let us all listen to the click from her mechanical heart valve. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, nursing students get excited about ridiculous things. I love it. <laughs> I love it so the first person, <laughs> the first person who had to give a Tylenol rectally, like I think they told everybody in clinical, like our little wrap up meeting that day, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" And like I just laugh about it now because I'm like, "Oh dear, bless nursing students, so innocent." Like, "Oh yes, this is so cool! Like this is so exciting!" Oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah, they were very excited about it it was hilarious you can take out a foley and take out an iv or oh exciting you know <laughs> yeah they just get excited about very you know it's all new and it's all it is um they're not jaded at all and it's great no uh, so yeah we were all excited about that um our second semester was med surge so we were on some hospital floor third semester was um OB and PEDS combined. And so usually you had two clinicals, but I did my OB clinical during the school year. And then I did like a summer camp in the summer, which I still go to for kids with type one diabetes, because I already knew that I never wanted to do pediatrics. Like don't, I don't want to do kids. Don't want to do anything of that. So I didn't want an in-hospital experience with that. So doing diabetes camp was like, Diabetes is good to know about, very useful in all medicine. And being at a summer camp is just super fun. So that's what I decided to do. And it worked better. That's so cool. Yeah. And then third semester or fourth semester is um, community health and psych. And then the last, I think, four or five weeks of it, because it's a 15-week semester, is your... um, Practicum? Practicum, yeah. And I was really good friends with the person who assigned the practicum, so I came to Seattle and went to Harborview for my practicum. So that was... Also, Wazoo is one of the only schools that graduates in the winter and the spring. And I was yeah. a winter graduation, so there weren't a lot of people doing practicum in the state. So didn't have to compete with all those UW students, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Bolus of students and come June. Oh yeah. But so that's kind of how we did it. I 
completely forgot the original question, but um, clinical stories. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back around to that, landing the plane. So I remember, I think the first like solid memory I have of one of my clinicals was the TBI unit in the rehab center. Like we all got to kind of float around to different units and the TBI unit was like locked down. You had to like show your badge. They'd unlock the door. You'd come in, you'd make sure the door was closed. It was like a, a double door situation to get in. So it was a little intimidating going in there. Can I just say for the people out there, TBI is traumatic brain injury. Yes, traumatic brain injury. (laughs) My patient had been, I mean, it was pretty, like, it was a sad story because he had been in a car accident with a drunk driver and had a severe traumatic brain injury. And so, like, physically he was recovered, but, you know, mentally there was, like, definitely not who he used to be. So he was at the state where he's kind of, Nonverbal. I remember working with physical therapy with him and she gave him a comb to like brush his hair to like occupational therapy practice mm-hmm. brushing his hair and he kind of was doing it and then he just looked at it and started like going to eat it and she's like oh. no, that's not like not what that's for and at the time I was like wait what even is like how does this happen what even is this but my <laughs> my nursing instructor sweet i think seventh day adventist always wore like the long denim skirt kind of thing oh yeah yeah very soft spoken very sweet you know like let's not disturb the nursing students in their first semester like it's all oh it's okay you know and so i have this patient and you know i've been doing something with i i think i've been working with occupational therapy and they got him back in bed and they have these huge beds that have these zippers on them and so that people don't get out so they're kind of like locked zippered beds for the tbi patients specifically and they're like super low to the ground uh-huh. so i go in there with my nursing instructor and i was like okay this is the patient so this is how we unzip the bed and she's looking at him and he kind of has this like wild-eyed look like i guess now his baseline we go in and she's like um you know, hold on. Don't yeah. open that yet. Um, let's just real quick go find the nurse to this patient. Cause she, I think like her impression is I'm just going in there like, okay, this is how you undo this. And she's like, yeah, he's about to jump out of here and like go crazy on you. And I'm like, oh, probably fine. What? But just this huge hesitant, like, hold, you know what? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's check the nurse really quick I just wanted to talk to her about something completely unrelated to this what's happening now like let's just go back there but he didn't jump out or be crazy he was fine but it was just this like let's back up let's take a step back a yeah as nursing mm-hmm. students we don't mm-hmm. know really we haven't learned uh how to really assess what's going on. Like we don't have that historical knowledge to be Mm -hmm. able to walk in a room and like immediately understand what's happening. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, obviously it takes time to get there, Mm -hmm. but in that situation, she clearly saw something in him. She's like, let's step back. (laughs) And I think after she talked to the nurse, they're like, one, his baseline does kind of have the crazy eye look. Two, he's not quite m- coordinated 
mobile enough to actually do anything as well. And so she's like, okay, well, let's have the nurse help us get him up because he knows her. So we'll do that, which is a good solution. But it was kind of funny, just the whole like how she didn't want to freak me out. But she's like, let's just real quick, before we do that, let's go over here. (laughs) A nice way to do that, I guess. But my second year clinical instructor was a lot more like, you know, the comedy Brian Regan, the comedian Brian Regan. So I should look him up though. He's very funny. He has some funny, funny bits, but um, she reminded me of like a female version of that. Just like loud, hilarious, always making random like faces and like, like funny imitations of things. Just hilarious. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, we're at clinical and she's like, oh, I'm going to be on the eighth floor in the like doctor's area. Just, you know, doing papers. I have my phone. Call me if you need me. Text me if you need me. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. So there's a lot more kind of freedom in med surge because it's our second semester and we're working with the nurses, which is where I definitely first learned that nurses like to eat their young sometimes. Oh my God. And oh gosh, what was it like? So two stories. The first was... I just want to say quickly... Oh, yes. We don't endorse that. We, that's not no. something that we, we endorse. It nope. shouldn't happen. Should not. It should not happen. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, you had some experiences. I, I have too. Yeah. Go, yeah. go for it. You're definitely going to have those experiences where you run into nurses either in clinicals or in jobs where you're like, I don't like that person and I think I'm going to avoid them because they seem to be really mean all the time. I don't know what the deal is. There's always the one. Yeah. So in clinical, it was in Deaconess Hospital and it made sense because they had just closed the pediatric unit, I think. And then all the nurses who had worked there we're now being moved to other units with adults. And so they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't retire yet. And Deaconess is a private system. It was a privately owned hospital at that point. So it's kind of going through all these changes and, you know, they stopped having their trauma certification at that time. So it was just kind of this big change within the hospital system wide. And then the nursing students come in and we're like, okay, hi, how's it going? You know, all excited about Talk stuff. Funny and me. Mm-hmm. So I think I had to get a stool sample and one of the nurses gave me like a popsicle stick and a like a test container. And I was like, all right, here you go. Go for it. And I was like, um, so like <laughs> and there, I came back out and I was like, so what exactly like, how, how much do I want? Do I just like stick this thing in and then break it off and put it in? Like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. And I go out to ask one of the nurses who was talking about her vacation with another nurse, but had stayed a little bit late to have this like social time. So I come out, I was like, um, can you help me? Like, I'm not really sure. And she's like, I don't have time for this. I gotta go. I'm, I'm late. So she like just leaves. And I was like, you're just talking about your vacation. What? Like, um, an old pediatric nurse came and helped me out, but I was just like, I don't really know what I'm doing exactly. So, can you just like, you can just tell me what I need to do and I can do that instead of just handing me some random supplies and being like, all right, go. Like, is this 
some kind of hazing thing. And then it's like, no, it actually is just the popsicle stick that you just scoop stuff out. Well, it, it, even the, the simplest tasks, well, you still have to learn it. I mean, we yeah. still have, I mean, you have to, you'll have, you have to learn it once, but I mean, we, yeah. you know, like, do you know from reference for like, what do I do with this? You know? Right. No Clearly idea. you're very competent and can learn and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. But I was just like, Oh, I think I told the clinical group that that day and they're like, Oh, was it that nurse? Oh yeah. She's really mean. I worked with her one day and I was like, Oh, okay. So not just me. That's her baseline. Um, but my <laughs> second story is kind of funny. Like you're, when you're in med surge, you're like, you have your one patient or two patients, however many you have. And they're your primary focus, but you're not with them all the time because you're also like scoping out experiences on the floor. And a couple times I'd be the only nursing student on the floor. And so all the nurses would be like, oh, she's looking for these experiences. Great. You want to come do this? You know, like, I think I got to do like blood transfusion and doing that whole process with the steps, which was, I was like, this is really cool sitting in here for 15 minutes, taking, you know, blood pressures and all that. Yeah. A nurse came up to me and said, oh, hey, you know, I have a patient who needs a Foley. Would you like to call your clinical instructor down here and you guys can do that? And I was like, oh, yes. Awesome. Let's do it. Call my clinical instructor. We go into this room (laughs) and my clinical instructor walks in and she's like, I think we just completely got set up. She had dementia and was like, I don't want this. But her daughter was in there being like, yeah, she needs this. Like, oh, okay. That's a weird situation to first. She had like six kids. So things were kind of rearranged. Anatomy. And she had a broken hip on one side and a, um, a BKA below the knee amputation on the other side. That sounds like time. a tough well, situation. Like, yeah, the whole time she's just like, I don't want this. I don't, I don't, I don't need a catheter. Like, yeah. Yeah. It feels, it doesn't feel very good to, I mean, I'm just going to say it to do things to your patients or their, where they say they don't want it, but like you have to have, uh, Mm. um, I just use that. Well, they have to have the mental capacity to actually Mm -hmm. say that you can't. Uh, so that's a, Mm, I just say icky feeling. It's, it's an icky feeling, yeah. And this nursing student was like, er, all right, okay, cool. And I mean, I'd seen a nurse in the rehab facility like trying to give a patient meds or something like that. And he was kind of at the stage where he's like, I don't want this. Like, just just let me die, you know? And I was thinking my reaction to that would be something like, oh, like, you know, let's talk about that. You know, we're learning about you end know. of life and yeah and we're learning how to communicate with patients compassionate clinical communication whatever that's called and she, she, this nurse turns to this patient and is just like would you want your children to hear you saying that would you want your family hearing you saying that oh dear god that doesn't seem like what you'd want to say in that situation but i'm really new but maybe she's just had a rough day like like oh gosh okay so there's a lot of like recognizing what not to do sometimes in clinicals which is an interesting thing and it's always like whatever you hear and you kind of like recoil from or like oh that doesn't seem good is usually you know better words could have been picked kind of thing yeah I would, yeah i remember that just being like 
and I wasn't even in the room. I was like passing and I was like, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hey there, you fabulous nurse you. Did you know that I have a self-care for healthcare business called Unwound Retreats, where we do virtual mini retreats that offer meditation and yoga? If you go to unwoundretreats.com right now and sign up for my email list, I'll send you over a free PDF of seven ways to de-stress at work and refill your cup. Also, you'll get to hear about my upcoming offerings for nurses, including a Nurses Moroccan Retreat this June 2021. After the year we're having, we are definitely going to need this. Again, go to unwoundretreats.com and sign up today. I remember I was in clinicals. This was actually, I think, when I went to, I was in becoming a CNA. Mm-hmm. And we were at some nursing home and... I went into, and that's just a brutal job. Just, I mean, I just so brutal, but I was, you know, this like bright eyed little, (laughs) like going to be a nurse someday. Mm -hmm. And I went into someone's room to help them clean up their patient. And then this patient had dementia and he, unfortunately, you know, he was soiled and he needed to be cleaned up. And Mm -hmm. the late, the person who was taking care of him lied to him and said, that he could get dressed, he needed to get dressed because his daughter was coming to visit. Oh. But she wasn't. No, geez. I was just like, no, no. this is terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's partly like sort of playing into the delusions in certain situations to kind of like calm someone down, but straight up being like, oh yeah, someone's coming to visit you. You gotta get dressed. But like, that's mean, you know? Yeah, just mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did, you, um, did you ever faint in nursing school? I, t- I almost did. It was in um, my OB rotation. <laughs> and I don't know what it was, but like in the NICU, we were there and it was like, you know, a pretty, I think it was like twins or something, small babies. And I don't know, just like standing that close to the warmers, maybe I locked my knees, maybe I didn't have enough to drink, but like suddenly I was just like, you can feel it like draining from your face. And I was like, I don't really feel that good. My lips feel kind of tingly. And she's like, <laughs> she looked at me, she's like, you know, how about you sit down right there? Okay. Yeah. Sit on that bench. And I sat down and was like, yeah, I don't know why I feel like this, but, uh, and she's like, yeah, it's okay. Like it happens, you know, whatever, brush it off. And I talked to my mom who used to work in the NICU and she's like, you know, I've had more students almost faint standing next to those warmers. I don't know what it is. Ah. Like, uh, yeah. I, we'd had um, one of our, one of my cohorts um, students, she, when we were doing sim lab, she passed out, which I think it was another like locking your knees, standing kind of in a warm area, but she's like, we're sitting there doing sim lab stuff and suddenly she just like goes down we're like oh my goodness like what and she's like no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine just you know i think i need something to eat and like what just so that ended sim lab for us for that day which is <laughs> not the worst because in sim lab no one can hear you call for help so um <laughs> that was kind of the old joke like in a hospital if you call for help or push the code button people come but in sim lab no one's coming to help you. So, if you really need help, is that right? If you if someone passes out in sim lab, people will come. But yeah, if you 
are trying to code Mr. Sim or need a doctor's order. Oh, there are. <laughs> so, nobody comes. Yeah. It's probably in the standing orders. You should try to check that out. What's, why would there be a standing order? Oh, okay. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only time. And then if anybody else did, no, nobody admitted it. So they're like, oh, no, I just, just had to go get something to drink really quick and sit with my head down for a while. In between my legs. I, yeah, nursing, nurse, well, yeah, it happens. It happens actually pretty frequently that a nursing student mm-hmm. will pass out or a med student will pass out or, yeah. or, or a, someone who's shadowing will pass out. I, yeah. I haven't, but I, I almost did in nursing school. And mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'll leave it pretty vague. <laughs> I decided to follow the wound nurse. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. That'll and I do. saw something that I was like... <gasps> can never, you can never unsee it. I can never so. unsee. And I, um, I was like, oh, my God. They're putting what? Where? Jesus. Pre- oh, yeah. I, yeah. I have, I, a feeling, like, oh, God. I have a feeling that might... If I'm thinking what it is, that might be the one thing that might make me be like, nope. Oh, my God. Nope. Do you have any advice for nursing students? I know that there are some nursing students that are listening, are going to be listening right now. Um, advice for nursing students is just try to get all sorts of experiences in clinicals. You know, try to get a practicum that you actually want to do instead of like something you think you should do. Um, I had somebody I know do a practicum as a student nurse or a school nurse. And after that said like, Oh, actually I was kind of thinking like, I might want to do that, but I might want to do something med surgery, but doing practicum as a school nurse, like didn't have, I mean, not exactly transferable skills. You know, you could have a lot more learning experiences in like med surge hospital type and then be a school nurse kind of thing. Like, you know, pick the more complicated one of your, guesses and go for that you know at least you'll get lots of experience and make friends with your nursing professors especially the ones who have impressive resumes I guess um that's good advice yeah I actually I'm pretty sure that my first manager hired me because we were talking about things and she looked at my list of like resume and um one of the people I listed used to be the president like of the national American association of critical nurses, AACN, just like having those kind of letter of recommendations from people who have, who are like known outside of just, you know, your clinical instructor group is useful in getting a job. Though I will say that jobs are probably not as hard to come by nowadays. When I got out, I graduated in December and I got a job in the end of April. So like May is when I got my first job. Now is not as bad, but. Yeah. Cause when did you, were you trying to get a job a couple of years after the recession or when, or in, in the recession? Yeah. So it was 2000. Um, I graduated 2011 in the year. So 2012 was when it was. So it was still pretty hard to get jobs. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the nurses who were going to retire decided not to during the recession and then they were still there, but then they slowly started kind of retiring and going away. 
and all the hospitals didn't have money to invest into new student or, or new grad or orientations. And so they wanted somebody who had experience, who they didn't have to train very much, who could just come in and start working. And as a new grad, I have no experience and please just show me what to do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's how I got a job in step down, even though I was like trying to go for ICU to start with. And then two years in step down made me almost lose my mind. Just like so bored constantly. Like at first I thought it was going to kill everybody. And then after you get over that and you're like, actually, you know, it's step down. Never, they're not actually actively dying. Like they're okay. They're stable. They start, they're stable. You know, some of them are like more on the sick side of stable and are about to go to ICU. And some are more on the stable side of some major surgery and are just, you know, waiting to go home kind of thing. And it starts becoming just like very routine, very like boring, especially for night shift. So, cause the goal is to try to get people to sleep. Yeah, I think weaseling my way into ICU is one of my like proud moments in life because I convinced my old hospital to send me to ICU and so they sent me to the ICU consortium classes. But then we're kind of like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so just left this ICU and there's a mass exodus of nurses so we can't send you to ICU yet because we don't have enough staff here. And so it was kind of this like limbo zone and then... I was calling the the UW nurse recruiter. Yeah. And just trying to be like, so what do we have? Like, what do you have coming up? And finally was like, so by the way, like, oh, you send people to consortium classes. Is it this consortium class with like a bunch of different hospitals? And she's like, yeah, that's the one we sent them to. I was like, okay, because I just did those like in the spring. They, my hospital sent me there. Um, so I've already done that. And she's like, oh, 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 really? Hmm. Well, we do have a couple openings coming up and you haven't done, you've already done the consortium classes. Huh? Okay. I later found out it's actually decently expensive to send people to those classes. So I'd already done them. So when I came into the ICU in UW, I had already done the classes. I didn't need to do them. So I just spent full time like orienting to the unit and was like the only like new nurse on the unit for a lot of days because everybody was going to these classes right so i got all these really great like first pick experiences like oh we're gonna have a you know liver transplant okay well let's do that you know come on over you're the only nurse here like who's needs this experience so did kelly and i hire you yeah kelly and you hired. i think kelly was like the interim manager at the time yeah and then yeah so that was that's a, right it was me and Martha Brandell and then Kelsey Ferguson Ferguson yeah red hair and oh there was one more oh my gosh I can't believe I forgot her name she also went to Wazoo curly hair and I think she's on 6SA right now hmm. I can't remember she had also come in with experience um I think Kelsey was the only new grad but yeah it was us and Brandel still there, you know? I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show. Is, mm-hmm. Do you have any last parting words to 
anyone out there? Um, I guess <laughs> nursing is crazy. All of us are crazy and <laughs> never talk about work stuff or work jokes in a place with other people who are not nurses. They don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate it. That's funny. Because my husband is an engineer and a lot of his friends are engineers and I don't have a lot of like nursing friends that are part of like our, we're part of our group in college and now as young adults. And yeah, my stories are not appreciated quite as much as his random like structure related concrete stories. So try to keep it. PC for all the people out there, not PC, PG. There we go. Try PG. to keep it PG for no bl- the lay no, people. No blood, guts, and gore. The, um, I have one thing to say to the nursing students out there, and that is when you become a nurse, don't you don't need to know it all. There's no way nope. in hell that you're going to be able to know it all. So just nope. be, kind, be kind to yourself. Know that you'll get there eventually. Don't compare mm-hmm. to yourself to your colleagues who have two years experience, 10 years experience, nope. 15 years experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's, yeah. There's a, depending on where you are, there could be a very steep learning curve, but um, you'll get there eventually. Yeah, I think- Don't give up. I think with the new grad I was working with, had a patient whose blood pressure had dropped and they were just like, I don't really know what to do for them. And I was like, have you tried like, you know, reclining their head back and lifting their legs? And she's like, Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Like, you know, really you're going to forget the most basic things while you're learning your new nursing job. They're just, they're going to completely go out of your mind. Cause you're so like trying to learn how to be a nurse at your first job you're going to forget really basic things and you're going to be like, I feel dumb now, but that makes sense. But it's just, your brain is so crammed full of things that you're going to forget them all. You are, you Mm -hmm. are like you're on the, I I always used to say you're on the receiving end of a fire hose. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Mm -hmm. That, that doesn't feel very good. Number one, but, but it's impossible to retain it all. So yeah. Anyway, I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show, Marcy. Yeah. Um, it's great to connect with you. Great to see you. I, I mm-hmm. hope to see you around around work sometime in the near future. Starting tomorrow, I'll be, you know, in the basement again. Okay. Okay. Well, so. good luck. All right. Thank you. Okay. See you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you're listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.